0: So, I am uh, Nicolas Borneus of Capital Inc, and I'm delighted uh, to have with us uh, Minister uh, Christos Taikouras, uh, who is the Minister of Finance of the Hellenic Republic, and uh, Jay Collins, the Managing Director and vice Chairman of Corporate and Investment Banking of Citi. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Citi one more time for being uh, a lead sponsor of this conference. Jay and I were talking, uh, we lost track uh, 12 or 14 years uh, already. Uh, so thank you to Citi for your commitment and support. Thank you to the minister, who I know is more than busy uh, dealing with uh, uh, affairs in Greece and Europe everywhere, and of course steering Greece through a very uh, tough time. So without any more delay, Jay, uh, the floor is yours. And again, thank you both.
1: Thank you. Thank you, uh, Nicolas and to the uh, to the Capital Inc team and, and effort. Um, as Nicholas said, we've been doing this for 12 to 14 years. I've lost track and I've been honored to be a part of it and, and, um, lived through some tumultuous times, uh, ups and downs of Greece and just honored to be here today and, um, minister fantastic to see you again. Thank you for, for doing this. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Jay Collins. I'm a vice chairman of banking at, at City, and, um, have covered uh, Greece as a banker my entire career, um, so have a special place in my heart. Um, I was complimenting and thanking Nicholas for for deeming the, the forum's title this year as uh, looking ahead with confidence because I think we've been through so much and it's so important to look ahead, uh, uh, not just backward and, and to look ahead with confidence um, hopefully with, uh, with vaccines, hopefully with a turnaround in this, this tremendously bad uh, uh, period of however many waves it now is, um, but it is, um, it is important to look forward. Um, I will compliment um, the Hellenic Republic and the minister himself, though, looking a little bit backward at how you all have managed through this year and covering governments for city um, in over a hundred countries around the year, I've, I've had the chance to watch governments um, get it right and some um, not so right. And certainly um, it's just extraordinary to have watched the management minister by you, by the prime minister and others, um, not just of the COVID crisis, but to continue the structural reforms, to continue the green efforts, to continue the Efforts to attract investment into the economy um, and manage this difficult fiscal situation um, that all governments are are faced with, and the need to respond to the crisis, but also to do so with with prudence. and And so, our our hats are off to you, um, uh, but also to the Greek people, because I, I one of the things I've seen is how cultural some of this response is, and there's just something about how, I think, maybe Greek families, um, Greek people, have come together and protected each other um, in a way that's special. Um, I'm not sure, uh, there are going to be a lot of social scientists that write books on which countries got it right and wrong, and what was different, not just about policies, but how people as human beings responded, and and the Greek people have been very special, and I'm sure um, a lot will be told about that. Um, So, you know, w- w- you have funded yourself through this crisis. Well, um, Minister, City's been honoured to be a part of some of that. Um, you've uh, introduced digital transformation. I think one of the things I'd say that's grown fastest through this crisis, as City has watched governments respond, is that digital has been the great winner, so to speak, and and a, and a great accelerator. Um, and many governments have just bare hugged everything digital. Um, through this process, so a lot of transformation and and certainly sustainability and and the green efforts have also um, not just the social and ESG, but across the war the 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 across the environmental, social, and governance factors, there have uh, been uh, a surge in sustainability efforts. Um, so again, Greece has been a leader in that. Um, so let's turn to you, Minister, now and and. Um, Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar with the minister, he's been an extraordinary leader of his country, um, alternate minister of finance from 2012 to 2015, if my memory serves me, head of the democracy economic policy sector after that um, until um, becoming uh, minister of finance and and over the last 15 months really leading the way for, for the country across all things uh, of of economic and financial nature for for the country. Um, so we'll get into some questions in a minute, but Minister, if I may now just turn to you for, for some of your con- comments and, and thoughts for our audience today. And again, thank you for being with us.
2: Thank you, Jay. Thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you, Nicholas, for the invitation. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank first of all, the capital link for organizing this important high-level Invest in forum Forum, Forum that takes place in a period of high uncertainty. Unavoidably, the same happens for the Greek economy. Nevertheless, it has depicted remarkable resilience due to the effective handling of the pandemic by the government. This is recognized by all stakeholders namely the institutions, the markets, the investors, the rating agencies, and last but not least, the Greek society. Indeed, despite the fact that the Greek economy will suffer one of the deepest falls in economic activity in Europe, on account mainly of its high exposure to tourism, we have adapted and expanded a large set of timely-taken, well-targeted, fiscal and liquidity expansionary measures that help cushion the social and economic cost of the pandemic. These measures are financed by the prudent and neat management of cash reserves. At the same time, as Jay mentioned before, amid the crisis, which necessitated a focus on more immediate priorities, we have significantly stepped up the pace of reform implementation. Indicatively, the new insolvency code has been adopted in the Parliament, confirming our credibility despite the confidence motion against the finance minister which was overruled. NPLs are in a steep downward trend reduced by 30% over the last couple of years, which has continued despite the onset of the pandemic. Hercules, the asset protection scheme, has already been adopted by most systematic banks, while additional securitization projects are in the pipeline. The institutional framework for corporate governance has been upgraded and modernized. The asset development plan has been boosted with a significant expression of interest for the privatization of three peripheral ports. Plans to address long-standing weaknesses of certain state-owned enterprises has been put into action and furthermore, As it is mentioned in the last Eurogroup report, good progress has also been made in key policy areas like public administration, as Jay mentioned before, digital governance, justice and anti-corruption, energy, labor market, fiscal policy, health sector and others. Consequently, Despite the unprecedented circumstances, we have made good use of the time in order to speed up reforms, aiming at ensuring a solid base for recovery. However, the Greek economy continues to face significant challenges, which require persistent reform efforts. We're working prudently and methodically to address the remaining vulnerabilities, to successfully tackle the health crisis, population movement, and geopolitical turbulences, and to make efficient use of the available European funds, mainly those from the next generation EU. The size of the envelope and its composition pose a unique opportunity for Greece to boost economic activity through both investments and reforms that will have a prolonged and sustainable impact on the country's long-term economic outlook. Investments and reforms that build on and complement past and ongoing policies in the context of the enhanced surveillance process, also reflecting horizontal European priorities, investments and reforms, among others, to achieve efficient use of energy, to upgrade networks, to make sustainable use of resources, to achieve climate resilience, to digitalize public and private sector, to promote job creation and participation in the labor market, to improve accessibility and sustainability of healthcare to increase access to effective and inclusive social policies, to enhance social cohesion, to make fiscal policy more growth friendly, to improve tax administration and tax collection, to improve the efficiency of the justice system, to strengthen the financial sector and capital markets, to promote endogenous sources of growth, like education, vocational education and training, research and innovation, to promote exports and to improve the business environment. Indeed, our RRP comprises of four pillars. The green pillar with reforms and investments that promote the green transition of the economy and include emblematic projects, such as a massive program of energy efficiency renovation innovation for residential buildings, businesses, and public sector buildings and infrastructure. This program will achieve a threefold objective, namely the promotion of climate resilience, the creation of new jobs, as well as the reduction of energy costs for households, businesses, and the Greek state. Additionally, the interconnection of the Greek islands constitutes another emblematic green project, which will promote the penetration of renewable energy sources, as well as significantly reduce the energy costs for households and businesses. The second pillar, the digital pillar, puts forward digital transition projects, such as the development of 5G network corridors in all the Greek motorways, as well as the digital transformation of SMEs. The third pillar, the employment, skills, and social cohesion pillar, embraces reforms and investments that among others increase the capacity and resilience of the health sector. This set of actions includes a comprehensive prevention system The upgrade of primary care services and the introduction of the therapeutic protocols in the e-prescription system, along with digital patient health records. Also, this pillar includes reforms that promote the autonomy and high quality of education of universities and further advance their performance in terms of research and development and finally the private investment and economic and institutional transformation pillar will advance projects such as the development of high quality infrastructure and transport systems that are multimodal climate resilient smart and sustainable it includes investments in axis of the trans european road network such as the north part of the E65 under the north road axis of Crete. This pillar also includes projects that support our persistent fight against tax evasion and smuggling by advancing the employment of artificial intelligence and other digital tools that facilitate effective controlling. We have already submitted an ambitious and realistic draft of our national recovery and resilience plan to the European Commission on the basis of which we are already on close cooperation with the Commission in order to formulate its final version. Its primary consideration is to cover the investment, output and employment gap. The mobilization of significant private sector resources is a central objective of the plan. This will be pursued through the extensive employment of PPPs, public-private partnerships, as a tool for implementing public investments, the use of energy service companies to implement energy efficiency projects in the public sector, and the use of co-financing by employing financial instruments to leverage additional private resources in the implementation of eligible private investments. Taking advantage of all the above, we will have the opportunity not only to recover, but to enter in a strong and sustainable upward trajectory, an opportunity that we are determined to size in order to restructure the economy, to enhance its productivity and to improve its competitiveness. We are looking forward with confidence. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Nicolas.
1: Well, thank you, Minister. Fantastic. You. Well, on that note, as you look at, at as you look uh, going forward, um, I I'm I'm curious. So much has changed um, through this crisis. Um, is there something that you look at out ahead next year that you believe will be fundamentally part of a new normal that is transforming? Something that's, that's actually changed in terms of how you govern during COVID, but that you think now that new thing will be with us for a very, very long time?
2: Uh, I think we have to concentrate and tackle simultaneously two main challenges. First of all, to continue implementing a safety net above households and enterprises as a short-term policy in order to capture the problems that arise from the pandemic. But at the same time, to implement our own strategic plan for growth, which will be financed through many european sources as i mentioned before just to give you an intuition we are going to receive a huge amount of money in the following years and we expect just in 2021 to receive 5.5 billion euros we should concentrate on how we will make the best use of these resources in order to achieve high Sustainable, clever, and social justice growth. Going forward, two are the main pillars for the priorities of the Greek economy. How we will achieve sustainable growth and how we will improve its composition. Because you know very well, we have discussed extensively, Greece faced for many years a significant investment gap and we have to close it. In this direction, we set forward two priorities, two objectives. The first, how we'll close the negative out gap, safeguarding at the same time sustainable public finances. And the second, how we'll improve the economy supply side, in other words, its productive capacity, in order to achieve sustainable and inclusive growth rates with a high level of social cohesion.
1: Great, and and to do all that, given that you, others in the EU, but not necessarily to the same extent, um, entered the crisis with such a a, a very very strict fiscal discipline. Um, how are you going to do that and maintain the fiscal discipline, and and how are you responding? to all of these needs um but at the same time protecting the need for for the fiscal discipline
2: uh we will keep on fiscal discipline but you know very well but that at the european level we have fiscal flexibility at the moment i think that uh, on time we agreed at the european level to have this fiscal flexibility for 2020. we extended it for 2021 and we will discuss it once again around summer of 2021, how we'll go ahead uh, with 2022. But fiscal relaxation does not mean that we should not have a fiscal discipline. This means that we should concentrate on an expansionary fiscal policy that will be prudent targeted on the part of the society that suffers from COVID-19. At the same time, we don't have only deficits, but we have also debt, and you know very well that we have a high level of debt that will increase at the European level, but also in Greece. But on the other hand, we managed, and this has been confirmed by all reports the most recent coming from ESM and the European Commission and IMF, that Greek debt is sustainable. Why? Because since and after 2012, we managed to improve the composition of debt, the debt profile as it is recorded. So in this case, the annual financing needs of the Greek debt has been reduced significantly. And we expect that we will reverse the situation in the denominator by having a strong growth from 2021 onwards, which will improve even more the sustainability. And if I can make a a final comment. Uh, In this context, I should stress the critical importance of the next generation EU program through mainly the proper and efficient use of grants from the recovery and resilience facility. It is critical to achieve the optimum design and swift implementation of the national recovery plans because since we have limited fiscal space, we should take advantage of the grants on a proper way.
1: Great. Well, that's that's fantastic, and to hear how you're incorporating that into the 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 green uh, challenges, but also opportunity, is uh, is fantastic. Um, listen, as a banker, having having watched Greece through through crises in the past, and watching in particular the financial sector and its stability, I can't but help ask you a little bit about the future of MPLs. You know, I've I've read through the the ECB reports and others that. Are talking about how the the fiscal monetary and prudential um, regulatory frameworks that have managed us so well through the crisis um, have essentially prolonged what will eventually be a hit to to many banking systems and the potential that we see, um, you know, significant deteriorations in the out years um, of MPLs. How how worried are you about... um, uh, about the eventual consequences uh, for the, the banking system of the crisis, and, and in particular about, you know, let's say looking forward as the topic uh, of the conference 12-18 months, whether banks will still be in a position to continue to, to lend to the SMEs and sectors that are so critical for your growth.
2: I will share with you what I mentioned in the last Eurogroup when we discussed the risk reduction plan, not only for Greece, but the whole Europe regarding the challenges that the European banking sector will face in 2021 onwards, mainly coming up from the COVID-19 outbreak. The implementation of a coherent risk reduction plan in order to maintain financial stability, to improve banking competitiveness and to enhance governance and transparency is a priority of the Greek government. To achieve these targets, as you mentioned before, we should reduce more radically the stock of NPLs. This will be achieved through the implementation of specific policies. First one, the adoption as soon as possible of the secondary legislation and the implementation of the necessary IT system to ensure an effective enforcement of all collateral with the new insolvency framework enters into force, addressing both the adverse selection and the moral hazard issues, both of which have contributed significantly to past NPL accumulation. Furthermore, through the early warning system pillar, the insolvency law reduces the probability that a properly serviced loan will fall into the NPL category. The OCW mechanism embedded in the law will also be helpful for the same direction. The second priority is a possible extension of the Hercules scheme since it is plausible to assume within an environment of record low yields that demand will exist for properly rated, higher yield, securitized assets. The third priority is an establishment of a public credit bureau providing credit scoring of existing and potential debtors. This is included in the RRF draft plan as it helps resolving the information asymmetries problem between borrowers and lenders, and finally, the introduction of a central credit register hosted by the Bank of Greece, recording on a granular basis the payment history of each individual loan, combined with the establishment of the credit bureau that will boost further the operation of the already functional secondary NPL market. These are the priorities we have going ahead in order to tackle the NPL challenges that all European countries will face.
1: Fantastic, well, I think we've run out of time, Minister. Um, I think we could go on for for much longer, Um, but I understand the constraints on your time and we have to move on to the next agenda item for our program. But uh, thank you again for your comments okay. and your candor today, and uh, wish you and um, uh, the government and, and the citizens of Greece all the best through the through the crisis. and congratulations again on your continued efforts.
2: Thank you, Jay, Thank you, Nicolas. Thank you
0: from me too, for this very insightful discussion. Thank you.